Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Snowbound. Well, it's April, so I don't know if we can continue calling this show Snowbound. But for right now, you're listening to Snowbound. Special guest today, Charlie MacArthur. And Charlie, you've got quite the interesting life. You're very involved with PSIA, Professional Ski Instructors of America, but you also have your own business. You've taken seasonal employment and made it very successful for yourself. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it, George. I really look forward to uh, getting to know you here. It's Aspen. Um that just seems like such a ritzy area. How how did you get involved with Aspen? How long have you been involved with ski instructing? Well, involved with Aspen, I would say that this place took me back in um, 1973 on a junior high school ski trip, and uh, it was a magical week. Um, literally, we got here, and it was uh, little Nell was half dirt and uh, half snow, and then started snow, uh, raining that night, then snowing. We had over three and a half feet through the week. We literally had fresh powder every morning. And uh, about halfway through that cycle, we had uh, bluebird skies every afternoon. So I pretty much figured this was heaven and uh, never could get out of my mind. And then came to Colorado and go to college and immediately started teaching skiing. So where did you start out? Where did you come from uh, on that junior high trip? Uh, from Los Angeles. I grew up in L.A. and, and uh, a little bit in Hawaii as well. It's very lucky to grew up in both those places and then um uh and then uh, had that Colorado experience and here I am uh, for life. So water sports have actually played a big part of your life, whether melted or frozen. Absolutely true. Um I, I kind of freaked out and my after um finishing college and had my first uh full year here and I thought, oh man, the snow is melting, what do I do now? And feeling the pull of the coast and the waves and then I learned uh about the river and um, the river is uh, the reason I can stay here in the summer, quite literally. So why those sports? What was it, especially about skiing, if you lived in L.A. and Hawaii? Um, well, skiing was just, it was always a passion. We'd go up and ski um, since I was uh, four years old. You know, we'd go up to uh, Big Bear um, and ski uh, Goldmine, which is now Bear Mountain and then Snow Summit and we got ski mammoth all the way through high school. So um, that was what's so nice about Southern California, of course, is you can surf and ski in the same day. So that was probably, to me, one, uh, two of the most exciting things I could do there. And that's so funny you say that because that's one of the things I'm loving about boulders, being able to go out and go for a bike ride and really enjoyable weather and then go up and go skiing. It's nice yeah, having it's a fantastic. couple of sports. It really is. So... You went to college in Colorado. What did you study? 
Um, studied pretty general um, uh, undergrad, uh, a lot of history, philosophy, um, religion, um, uh, that that mix, and psychology, and uh, then a, a few business courses. And um, then took three years off, was, was a river guide in the summer and teaching skiing in the winter, and then went back to grad school in Boulder for exercise physiology. Now, what was it about ski instructing that you really liked? Because a lot of times, ski lessons, you really don't get to go out and free ski all that much. You're skiing with beginners, little kids, beginner adults. Well, that's true. You know, when you're first starting out, and, um, and then you, as you get more accomplished, you're, you're able to then teach higher-level um, groups of kids and adults. So you do get your uh, you do get your, your fair share of free skiing. In the beginning, there wasn't that much work for a rookie anyway, so we'd, everybody had two jobs. Well, actually, now everybody still has two jobs. Um, but uh, so we work at night and have actually more free skiing then than I do now. You did. And did you always look at it as a profession, or did you get into it for fun? Well, you know, I think I'm one of those process-oriented people, and um, I just I haven't had a lot of goals other than planning really bitching vacations. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so I just kind of start doing things, and then I go, oh, I've been doing that for a while. Well, let's let's see how far we can take that. And um, so I think again, I think in that sense, just my nature that. The teaching profession picked me, and I think that has to do with um, the reward that you get from helping somebody, somebody to uh, uh, discover uh, really amazing things, like how to, um, you know, work with themselves, with their coach, with their gear, with the uh, medium that they're uh, playing in. Um, I think that's really the, the hook. Now, you've been skiing since 1973 and teaching since when did you start? I was skiing since 64, and then I started teaching skiing in 1980. 64? Yep, on the old leather boots, paratrap linings, and screwing metal-edged skis in uh, the Pyrenees in Spain. Wow. So to you, what has been the biggest development in skiing since you started that you actually like the best? Oh, um, that's that's, an, that's a great one. I think... Um, that probably ski design, um, you know, that informs the uh, technique, of course, because um, uh, the human body hasn't changed that much, but we do need to adapt to the gear we're on, and the gear has gotten so much easier and so much more fun. Um, as you know, we, I think you and I were talking the other day with the light gear being um, for for uphill. Uh, it seems every year the older I get, they make the gear lighter and lighter, and I have this wonderful illusion of being faster. Uh, and um, it's a great illusion. Now, you're also really into music. What uh, types of music do you like, and has that been a big part of your life? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's a huge part of my life. Um, I really like uh, you know stuff that comes out of the blues, which, which is just about everything. I love jazz and rock and roll, uh, fusion. Um, those would be my favorite. Now, you said undergraduate degree... Three years off, I take it you then got a graduate degree. I did. And what was that in? It was in exercise physiology, exercise science. And have you been able to take that and really apply it to your ski profession? You know, we really have, which has been great. I actually did some um, maybe at a school um, for back injury prevention. 
for some of the uh, different departments um, for the Aspen Ski Company. And, um, and then it's, it's informed a lot of my teaching. I would say more as of late would be the motor learning component. Um, I'm very excited about how well um, we're starting to use that in Rocky Mountain uh, and in National, mostly in Rocky Mountain. Um, uh, I really am enjoying that because we're getting in deeper in the layers of teaching and experiential learning. Um, I think it legitimizes what we're doing uh, as well because of the research that's been put in already in that teaching area. And at what point in your ski instruction journey did you decide that you wanted to get into more? You wanted to get higher certification, you wanted to become an examiner, and eventually end up on the PSIA national demo team? Well, um, that was basically a combination of uh, doing three of my favorite disciplines, telemark, snowboard, and alpine, and I wanted to get fully certified in, uh, in those disciplines, and then and then after that, um, I guess I was seeking out more more experience, more education, and um, uh, being becoming a trainer was an obvious uh, route. And then um, I tried to shy, shy away from being an exam, examiner. And one of my and many other people's uh, mentors, Jerry Berg, said, uh, you will be going to the examiner tryouts. This was back in uh, 2000. And... Um, I said yes, sir, and showed up, and uh, I'm so glad I did it because, you know, the verification of people's skills is just as important as helping them to uh, get those skills. So uh, uh, it, it's really it rounded um, it rounds that out quite a bit. So I did that in two disciplines, and then um, uh, you know, it was just hungrier, looking for more, what other experience um, that wasn't necessarily management, but and that was going for national team. I talked to Katie Earl, then Katie Fry, who was and still is her um, ski school director. Uh, then she wasn't. She was, um, but she was um, a national team. And uh, she said, I should try out for that. And I said, well, what's that all about? And then went and tried out and got on the team with her. And um, and that's how that, that's how that went. I love that it was just so, hey, you're going to do this. And you went out and did it. It really was. It's it just kind of, um, uh, I don't know, lack of a better term, just term, just kind of organic. You know, you put your attention over here and go, well, let's see what that's got to offer. And, well, you know, how is that going to, uh, um, you know, help me to improve, to help other people and myself? And, you know, it's, it's um, between, and a similar um, story in the, in the water side with uh, teaching, teaching paddling, it's just great. Um, especially teaching year-round, that's made the big difference. Um, I don't think I could improve um, as well um, if, unless I was teaching year-round. And, yeah, it was going to be my next question. I'd really like to hear about your summer business. How did you start that? You said you took a couple of business classes. Had you wanted to be self-employed and start your own business? No, I never thought that. Um, I basically just uh, had started teaching kayaking in 1990 for Kirk Baker and then um, uh, was it? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In um, 2007, um, he was selling the business, so I bought it, and I had it stand up boards, and and wanted to keep going because it was so much fun. But no, in reality, um, I, I wasn't seeking out the responsibilities of being a, a business owner, which which is great, and of course a great growth um, experience. Um, I, I was probably would have been happy uh, uh, working for somebody else for for quite a while, but I'm glad it went this way because um, you know more more um, responsibility, but more reward. What are the similarities between teaching a snow sport, tele, Nordic, snowboard, skiing, to teaching kayak and SUP? Well, I think the big one there is that, you know, you're, you've got people um, have that vehicle next to their body in a medium, whether it's water or snow, and uh, uh, there's that uh, trying to get them to gain a sense of that, that vehicle that they're in, those uh, tools or an extension of the body. So that's the same. Um, the awareness around, um, uh, you know, building uh, conscious confidence uh, in those movements is very much the same. The teaching um, cycle and experience is the same no matter what vehicle you're using. Um, so that's that's very similar. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing. Also, a lot of the movements are similar. You know, it's an open, continuous movement to gliding sport with carving. Um, there's some uh, tricks you can do. You can race. You can do all kinds of things. Um, of course, the, the stand-up board, uh, a lot of similarities to a snowboard uh, and skis, um, as well as the kayak. Uh, and so, you know, the awareness of edges and um, floor-ass movements and twisting movements, it just there's just a lot of uh, things that cross over. Now, you were saying teaching year-round has really helped you teaching different disciplines and different sports. Have you been able to discover some things that work really well with one sport that translate to the other, uh, as far as your teaching method? Well, as far as the teaching method, I mean, well, I would say the movements and then the method. So a lot of movements, um, translate over quite a bit. Um, and, and, um, you know, as far as the, 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 um, the skill, say edging a vehicle and, pressuring a vehicle and turning it, um, whether it be a kayak or skis or a board. And then uh, the method is that I prefer and um, still trying to uh, get better at is experiential teaching where you really um, get the students to explore and have them come up for, with the answers um, for themselves, which is more fun. It, it's a little longer process, which is nice. Um, and it's just better than telling them what to do and how to change it. So the, the awareness is, is kept very high, um, and uh, the, the you know becomes an exploration into learning, which is just uh, absolutely addicting. I had the pleasure of going through two days of clinicking with you, 
And one of the things that really stood out to me, you seem to have a real skill at being able to look at a group and figure out different learning techniques for the students that you have. Uh, That really stood out to me that you were able to communicate so well with each of the people that were in your clinic. How did you develop that skill? Oh, that's a that's a great question, George, and thank you for the compliment. Um, you know, I think initially it starts out as uh, conscious confidence. You know, you just kind of um, you just kind of feel it, and and then when you're called upon to improve upon that skill and to even more important to, uh, to coach somebody up on how to do that, you have to really start saying, well, geez, how do I do that? Um, and then so that you can get to the point where you don't think about it, it just comes natural again. So I think, I know like breathing, you know, you can pay attention to it and then you, um, don't pay attention and you just let it take over. Uh, uh, but I think if you go back and forth between gaining awareness around, uh, different ways to communicate with folks, uh, you go back and between the conscious part of debriefing, oh, why did that work well today and maybe not so well you know, what are the parts that I've, I've included and what did I forget today and where the communication maybe didn't go as well as it could have. And um, getting that um, practice going really helps. Um, I think a lot of it also is picking up on on cues, um, you know, people's body language, people's tone, which gives you a lot more information than the actual words. Um, and luckily, we have a lot of body language in the, in the um, paddle sports and snow sports, so that helps quite a bit. Now, I would think in both of those, really one of the biggest things you need to overcome is people's fear. I mean, no matter what level you get to, you're always trying to push yourself to a higher level, so that fear is always there. I don't think it ever quite goes away, does it? So another incredibly awesome question. The, the I think there's motivating fear, and that's important. Um, you know, I think there's uh, because fear does have a have a uh, a use. Uh, that uh, you know that cliff is two thousand foot drop uh, to the valley floor. You know that's a good thing to be afraid of. <laughs> uh, you know, skiing too fast and hitting uh, objects yeah, that's that's a good. Um, I think when fear becomes irrational and we um, don't reality test our fears. Uh, that's when it can uh, run into problems. So you can have a rational discussion about it. So maybe that's about to uh, make a turn on a slightly steeper hill than what they've been used to, and uh, they might uh, be thinking about experiences in the past and folding them onto the future and making assumptions that uh, they're going to get hurt or something. And they actually ski that run, even though they're still very, very, very fearful. And you have a conversation with them, and you realize that, you know, that was actually pretty successful. Yeah, you may have been a little anxious inside. However, you you successfully negotiated that slope. Um, and, uh, it's a, you know, using the rational mind does help. And you can actually use the more developed part of your brain to overcome um, the um, more um, uh, in, uh, innate and ancient reflexes of fight and flight. So I talk to people about that. We can exercises and things that, that uh, really help with uh, dealing with fear and getting where fear is realistic and not unrealistic. And that was another thing that really stood out to me is that you really seem to know, obviously with your graduate degree, 
the physical makeup. So you really work on that, but you also took the mental uh, side of sport into what you were teaching as well. And is that common, more common these days, or do you feel fairly unique in that? You know, I think that um, uh, that it varies with uh, with instruction, um, and it has to do with uh, I think the the uh, level of competence in dealing with that mental uh, and emotional side. This is why I think that, and I'm not alone, is that these communication skills and identifying. Uh, the needs, uh, psychological, emotional, physical needs to facilitate better learning of skills and having a good time out there um, is uh, uh, something that is really more of a hard skill and it's been considered a soft skill. So that's why a lot of schools, I think, um, would prefer to have folks that they already have some of those hard-won and hard-taught so-called soft skills uh, of communication and being a people person, but they hire people that have those already, and they say, well, you know, we can teach you how to paddle, teach paddling, teach you how to ski, and teach skiing. Uh, And I think that uh, schools do, businesses do very well when they do that, Um, rather than saying, um, oh, we're going to hire this person because they're a great ski racer. Um, That that can be a case, but that ski racer also develop those coaching and teaching skills. Um, I've seen that where that has flip-flopped, um, and the, the, we're just assuming that somebody who has the physical skills has the uh, wherewithal. The coach is not always the case. Now here we are, mid-April. Some of the areas are starting to close down. How do you make the transition from working on the mountain to working in the river? Well, um, this year it'll be about a um, 16-hour transition. I'll come right off the hill get on a plane and go to Hawaii and be in saltwater doing a pedal course for instructors um, the very next day. So this one's going to be a really tight transition. <laughs> <laughs> and when is your last day on snow? Uh, last day on snow for work will be uh, the, um, or likely will be, I think, the 22nd, and then it will be all for fun after that. And is there one season that you especially like more than the other, or is it pretty equal? You know, it's pretty equal. Spring um, is probably still my favorite because you get the best of winter and the best of summer. Um, Although I think as I get older, I really appreciate fall more because you get that overlap as well, but it's a a little more subtle. Um, You know, light's a little bit different. Um, You know, colors are different. Uh, And uh, I think fall used to be a little more melancholy with the end of summer and then waiting for winter to come on. But I think I'm appreciating, appreciating those months even more. Well, Charlie MacArthur, I really want to thank you for taking the time to visit with us. And I look forward to a number of more interviews with you in the future. Looking forward to it, George. Thanks so much. Snowbound with Charlie MacArthur in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 